0: This is The War on Waste Innovation, Chapter 3, Episode 5, more on the yes-no charts. A company can't ship orders on time. A small company had a long-standing and costly problem it couldn't manage to ship orders on time. The cause of the problem boiled down to a major disagreement between individuals in different departments about what constituted an order and who could make a commitment to ship by a particular date. Most problem behavior resolved around this issue. We discussed the problem with the client and settled on using yes-no charts as the means to attack the problem. The chart asked a simple question were all orders shipped on time. The results were reported by the person most likely to have the information, the guy on the shipping dock. He knew what had been shipped. The president promised a pizza party for everyone if they shipped all the orders on time, usually between 200 and 350. A simple chart was prepared, and no's were recorded for 14 days in a row. However, on the 15th day, a yes appeared, indicating shipping success. In the following chart, you can see there were 14 days in a row with red X's, and on the 15th day, there was a green zero. The president should have been happy about this. He had to buy pizza when they succeeded. He didn't mind that, but he suspected something was wrong. He investigated and found out that the guy on the shipping dock had shipped 310 orders on time. One of the last few items was going to be five days late, so he made it six days late by shipping it on Monday. The president laughed because the employees had won, but he raised the bar. Pizza only happened now with three days in a row to get the around the earlier problem on the next friday they won again he raised the bar that in order to earn pizza you needed to go 5 days in a row and the employees got it on the 6th week from that point forward they had didn't have a missed shipment for 8 months this example drives home the main message of our simple of our measurement philosophy measure the problem measure it simply post it for all to see In the example just cited, no one, including the president, expected a yes to appear for several months. After all, the problem had been around for years. The fact that the yeses began on the 15th day was more than encouraging. It got everybody in the company excited that they could perform as a team to solve this particular problem. Everyone knew the goal of the company was to ship 100% on time. There was no blame for failure, but then again there were to be no excuses. As a corollary to this issue, when we began assignments, we were often told that the company was hot, had high absenteeism, low morale, etc. They then asked, what are you going to do about it? And they answered, probably nothing. We don't solve problems. We help people solve problems. If we solve the problems, we are the ones who are learning. We want clients to learn to solve problems using our concepts. So we assure them that the burden of solving organizational problems is on the shoulders of the client employees. In our experience, they always find a way to solve the problem. And in all cases, measurement is the key to solving these problems. Another example, field plant care technicians. They wouldn't call in on time. The final example is one of my favorites. One of our early clients was a plant care company. Each of the field plant care technicians was supposed to call into the nursery to schedule the pickup of the plants needed to be delivered to their clients. These were field personnel who were out in the field taking care of plants and flowers placed in corporate facilities in a major city. These people were to call the nursery by 10 a.m. before their scheduled pickup day at the headquarters. In all there were 13 such technicians. Their calls were distributed to different days of the week. The rules were simple. They had to call in before 10 a.m., not 10.01 a.m. The date of the first four weeks was noted in the chart below. And in the chart, 52 different calls were made in those 13 weeks, and only 26 out of the 52 calls were made on time. That is, they were late. 52 percent of the time in calling to the nursery tech. They got a red X if they didn't get to the nursery person by 10 a.m. A number of the technicians made their calls at nine fifty-seven, got through to the operator before 10 a.m. but were put on hold while the nursery manager got on the phone. By the time the nursery manager got on the phone it was after 10 a.m. the result resulted in their failure to report on time and that got an X in their day's results. Guess what, the next time they called they did so with enough time to spare so that they weren't late again. This is a very powerful tool of measurement and it generates results very positively and quickly. At the end of the month the results of the first four weeks were discussed and the employees got real mad when the results showed their failures. The groups had done very badly. The owner of the business went ballistic when she saw the results. They were posted every day, and she just never looked at them. So one of the major things that I got from this was, if you post the results, keep tabs on them every day and provide appropriate feedback to get the results that you want. Don't wait until the end of the month. If you're playing a game, you want to know the score immediately. Posting them and then discussing them four weeks after the fact would be like a baseball score Getting in touch with a baseball player four weeks after the game and telling him that he lost. Who cares at that point? Make the results known immediately. Another way of calming the owner down, we set the goal to improve the results, and surprisingly, 52 calls were made in the next four weeks, and only two failed to meet the goal. Impressive, certainly, but it is not an unusual result. It works. section Kaizen, Working in America. One of my early experiences with measurement at companies convinced me that most systems of measurement in America are flawed. In these environments, measurement of work is based upon absolute standards of performance. For example, an assembly line worker needs to produce 50 widgets a day. That is a standard. The worker is praised at the end of the day if he or she exceeds the 50 widget objective. The problem with this scenario is a worker may be able to produce more than the standard. There is of course this assembly line situation where there are a precise number of products that will be produced per shift. That is not what the world record is used to control. The world record is used when the demand exceeds the capacity of the plant and processes can be improved to increase that capacity. In such situations in which the worker can produce more than the standard and the company wants more, we proved that we could get that performance increase by challenging the workers to compete against themselves and others. So we established the concept of a world record report. The basis of this measurement technique is a unique characteristics of Americans that supports this. A friend of mine, a Canadian, basically made this observation. Americans are basically rugged individuals and very competitive. They like to know when they've won the game. But if the game has no winner, they don't care. This whole process started at a company when I noticed that the workers were excited when we posted their daily performance at the end of the day. They were excited by the results. When I challenged them to try to hit a particular performance number, it was a real stretch of their capabilities. They got excited and quickly improved the process, so the target number was easily within reach. But they never reached it. They felt confident that they could reach the number and then coasted. When I saw that, I immediately changed the game. I remembered my Canadian friend's comment about Americans being very competitive. So I created a game where the workers tried to break daily records. Did they perform on a level today that bested any previous performance? Now, this was a fun game. They competed against themselves, and they competed against other teams that were trying to break record performances in their particular work area. The best part of this game, it increased profits every time a record was broken. If a record was broken, that meant a team had improved, and if it improved, it was making more money for the company. One of the interesting results of this measurement is that when a team has broken five or six world record, it has made a real breakthrough in performance. It is usually a big time profit improvement. So this leads to an explanation of basically how the world record report works. This is the end of episode five. In the next report, we're going to an episode. We're going to talk about world record reports directly. Thank you very much. Looking forward to seeing you on either side. And um, you can contact me at com or my cell phone at um, 510-520-8011.